Think about your end user. Think about what questions they have. Too many of us get into the habit of demoing to our script and demoing to the things that we know. But obviously, as a sales engineer, we have to be product experts. And you can easily lose sight of some of the basics. So make sure you remind yourself and give yourself a refresher of what it's like to look at your product for the first time and what questions you had back then. Hey everyone, George Soto here, and you're watching Demo Diaries. Today I'm joined by Amber Fallon, who is a sales engineer at Examity. How are you, Amber? Doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. And, you know, one of my favorite human beings on earth, I don't know outside of earth, but is our Amber here internally, uh, who I know you know. I mean, how awesome is Amber? Shout out to Amber Taylor. She's amazing. She, she, she's she just great. so fun and really, really fantastic to work with too. Absolutely. And, she, you know, she's brilliant. You know, anyways, I, uh, I, I, she's like a sister now. We've been working together for six months and right away we, uh, we just uh, connected. But anyways, um, why don't you tell folks a little bit about your you know, career background and how'd you get into sales engineering? Sure. Uh, like most people I spoke to in the sales engineering field, it was completely by accident. Um, I was working with a company that was acquired and they uh, had a hiring freeze and a wage freeze due to that. And unfortunately, their sales engineering department for the product the line that I supported um, left for a new opportunity altogether. And that left sort of a big void to fill. Um, I was working with some of the salespeople already on high priority support issues. I was the tier two technical support team lead. So it was kind of a natural just step in and fill in this gap and help us just until we can really figure out what we're going to do with the department. And I just, I loved it. It was the perfect balance of being able to troubleshoot and solve problems and really bring solutions to life for people, as well as working with a sales team and doing dynamic, exciting, interesting things every day. And I haven't looked back since. Awesome. Well, you know, we love demos, right? Yeah. <laughs> of course. And so let's talk a little bit about you know, if you think about your general process and where you go to start the workflow uh, around creating a demo for your AE that, you know, you're, let's say you're supporting uh, around a particular project, what's that typically like? I, I know that Reprise is really trying to help optimize that, but historically, outside of what you know uh, about us uh, historically, what's been that process like? And, you know, how do you go about uh, getting that demo set up? Sure. There are a lot of different flavors of demo here at Examity. We have our standard demo, which is pretty, pretty basic and straightforward. Our reps actually do those demos themselves. And then we have the high technical parts, the integration environments, the uh, we work with LMSs or learning management systems. And it, what I primarily do is do demonstrations of those. So putting those together involves looking at things from an outside view. That's the best demos are always catered towards somebody who has no idea what your product is or what it does and what kind of questions they ask. So I'm always a big fan of going back to my notes from the first time I saw something. I take tons of notes. I'm a big note taker. And those notes are really, really valuable. So whenever I'm putting together a demo, I will look at those notes and say, okay, well, what questions did I have? And let's make sure I answer those questions in the first 30 seconds. And what are some of the common roadblocks or blockers that you deal with when trying to get this done? And, you know, if you look at like a solution like Reprise, which I know you've 
been a, a close friend of the family. I don't know if you're, you know, looking at it now. You mentioned working with, uh, um, with Amber, but you know, if you think about kind of what we've been trying to solve and then how it's historically done, what are some of those roadblocks or blockers that if you know you've you've historically run into, and how have you got around them? Sure. Tech challenges are the big one for any sales engineer. When you're demoing live, anything can and does happen. You know, dev rolls out a new feature, rolls back a new feature. There's a downtime in a CDN or a web server. Something just doesn't go right. A tool like Reprise really brings value in the sense that that experience is controllable from start to finish. You know exactly what's going to happen. You know exactly what it's going to look like. And there's no monkey wrenches being thrown in the gears because something doesn't work the way that you'd expect. Um, for me personally at Examity, the way the real value that Reprise brings is the ability to control exactly what's happening and the ability to sort of configure things exactly like the way that I'd like them. I play in a big sandbox, which has lots of little hands in it doing various things at various times and to be able to control that environment and make sure the experience I'm presenting to end users is clean and smooth and precise. And nobody has gone in there and renamed anything with a little sense of humor that may not be appreciated by everybody. <laughs> And you're not a customer, right? That, okay, got it. So um, for everyone out there, we did not script this. So thank you so much for the for the shout outs there. That's uh, very much appreciated. Yeah, well, you know, w- when you're sitting down and you're preparing, right, to create a demo or maybe a light POC or a more robust POC, what's that interaction typically like uh, with your AE counterpart? Sure. Um, there's a lot. We, we've got sort of a, a challenging ratio at the moment. So those those interactions aren't as frequent as I'd like, but we do sit down and we talk about- That damn those, ratio. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, we do. T- well, I'm high in demand. I, I don't know if you know this, but I'm the entire pre-sales team at Examity right now. Got it. Um, so there's a lot of demands on my time. But we do sit down, we talk about things like what the most important value is for a specific prospect. What are they really looking to see? Some of them are really concerned with a specific feature, specific value, and bringing those things out, especially if you can get multiple touch points on those. So our our demo is pretty standard, but there's always ways to bring things to the forefront and bringing them forward at least three times uh, is a good way to make sure that they stick in people's minds. Gotcha. Now, is there any sort of like criteria that you use to determine, particularly because, you know, you are the pre-sales organization right now, right? You can't be pulled in to everything, right? Um, But even at scale, I know a lot of organizations are setting up stuff like, you know, criteria like, um, you know, solution qualified lead, right? Like, so only if it hits these particular points or checkboxes, do you engage the SE? Anything like that that you have in place or that you're looking to scale out? Working on scaling that out, I think there's a couple of different factors. Deal size is always a big one. Um, throughout my sales engineering career, which spans almost eight years at this point. Uh, wow. Yeah. Um, That's pretty my- long for a sales engineer, right? It is. I, I, I just love pre-sales. It's where I belong. So I'm, I'm happy and I'm hoping to be here long-term. Uh, so throughout that career, Pre-sales sometimes gets engaged early on, like maybe even at the discovery level for a large deal or for a big name. If it's a name that everybody knows, let's bring in pre-sales early and show that expertise. I think sometimes selling by committee is just as important as buying by committee, especially in today's marketplace, you know, where you'll have multiple different buyer personas and multiple different economic buyers. Making sure that you have multiple people representing your organization on those calls is equally as valuable. Awesome. Awesome. And are, you know, like, 
I guess if you think about the types of opportunities that are coming in, are you seeing any distinctions between inbound versus outbound and the the need for a sales engineer to be involved a little earlier, depending on that like lead source? A little. Um, so Examity is a remote proctoring provider and the last year, as you can imagine, has been pretty yeah, busy for us. Pretty, it's, been, pretty nuts, yeah. it's been a challenging year for a lot of reasons, but finding leads and, and finding deal sources has not been a, a challenge. That's been actually a little bit overwhelming with the, mm. the amount of business, the amount of people that have had to switch to remote assessment and remote learning just by the nature of the world around us mm. for the past year. Uh, I think where it's really important to get a sales engineer involved is when there becomes a need for technical questions and technical answers. Um, nobody expects their, their AEs, their account reps to really get into the deep tech. Um, that's just not their skill set. Yeah. I, I couldn't sell. I'm not great at negotiation or closing the deal, but I can talk about APIs or the back end all day. So. And how deep do you get? Let's say you have a, an enterprise organization come in, like, you know, do you sit down and build out a, like a pretty extensive POC? And, and if so, like, how do you know how deep uh, you should go? Yeah, um, definitely. We'll build out some pretty good, we call them evaluation environments, but mm. I, I'm in charge of those and we build those out for definitely the enterprise. And it really, they get tailored towards what someone's need is. We want to, again, address what that big value is. Where there's, there's usually that flashing light above somebody's head that says, you know, I'm looking for uh, greater integrity or greater security in my exams or the big ones. So we want to showcase that and make sure that that is at the forefront of every evaluation environment we build. Gotcha. And maybe we can unpack the process of creating that POC because that's not, that's not an easy process. I mean, you know, you, you, it's, you're essentially building out a, like a, a prototype or, you know, a, a V1 of a product, right? So who do you typically interface with when you're creating this POC and, and uh, what's that process like? So it, invo- it it's really drastically different depending on who I'm talking to. I might talk to some organizations on the, on the higher education side, um, and I'll talk to their LMS administrators, their faculty, their deans to make sure that we have a good understanding of what they're looking for, what they need to see, and, and establish some clear success criteria. On the certification or professional side of the coin, um, I might talk to uh, systems administrators, network administrators, uh, infosec and security people who definitely want to see different things. So trying to cater something to meet all of their different needs is sometimes a bit of a challenge. And sometimes there are lengthy emails or documentation that gets sent along to make sure that we hit all of those bullet points. Um, So going through that, making sure we cross all those T's, dot all those I's, and that everybody at the end of the day knows what they need to know about our product to make an informed decision. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. You know, you've been doing this for about eight years now, and you've probably gone through quite a bit of training and onboarding and that sort of stuff within various contexts. What's the like best or, you know, most effective onboarding and training that you've experienced as, uh, as an SE? Sure. So for me, I learn better by getting my hands on things. I like to break things. And um, sometimes that's that's a, a little bit of a challenging thing to do with a SaaS platform. So mm-hmm. one of the first things I do at any new new position or new product that I'm learning is I reach out to the development team and, you know, do you have a dev box? Do you have a, a, a safe environment where I can play around with things and not worry about disturbing the production system? 
Um, that's one of the things I did here at Examity. Also reading more about the verticals, the industry, uh, what competitors in the space are doing, just being aware of just the market and the market trends are really important for a sales engineer. Cool. You know, we, we talk a lot about sort of the difficulties being, uh, or one of the difficulties being trying to stay uh, up to date with product advancements and features and that sort of stuff. Like, I know we can put processes in place, but just like a salesperson or in, or within the sales context, like a great salesperson will go above and beyond right? Individually, like they'll get home and work a little more, a little more. I don't know how that, how great that is for their marriage or, or their, their uh, personal health, but you know, a little bit, you know, it's not too bad, but uh, from an, an SE's perspective, like how do you stay up to date with the, you know, or, or I should say like, what's, what is that above and beyond look like for an SE around staying up to date with products and features and things like that? Like, is it, you know, pulling in a product manager and, you know, having, you know, buying them a pizza every week or something like that, you know, like what are those ticks, those sort of uh, tips and tricks you found? Sure. A great relationship with the product team is always, always useful. Uh, I love product people, product owners, product managers. They're really insightful. They have a lot of information and a lot of ideas about where they want to take the product next. And that can be a good way to sort of get ahead of what's coming. But personally, I think as a sales engineer, the best thing you can do is go where your users are. Uh, when I worked at SmartFair, which is software quality tools, I went to where QA engineers and QA managers were talking about where their problems are, what their pain points are. Um, and a lot of time that's Reddit. <laughs> um, mm. People complain about what they don't like and that information is really, really useful. Mm. So looking at what your users are saying, not just about products, but about their challenges and the the, the pain your product solves. If you can get to the heart of that, you can really sell. Awesome. Awesome advice. You know, you talked about the different demo types where you have like a standard demo and, and so on. Are, are you tracking the type of demo that was, you know, presented during a particular call? Like how are you tracking the, you know, SC motion uh, within the CRM? Do you have specific fields? Like, and I guess the reason why is we'd, we'd want to essentially be able to track effectiveness, right? Yep. Tracking effectiveness is important and it's always a question. Everywhere I've worked, there's been a good discussion around the best way to judge SE metrics and SE value. Um, putting that in place here at Examity, since I am the first ever sales engineer, has been an interesting um, road. It's been an interesting road and an interesting <laughs> journey. Um, our Salesforce administrator is awesome and has been super, super helpful and flexible with me as far as let's add these fields, let's change these fields, let's make it a checkbox, let's add some notes, and being able to pull reporting data off of that whenever I've needed it and change on the fly has been really valuable. I'm still sort of figuring out the best things to track on and the best way to judge effectiveness, um, but I was able to reduce our sales cycle here um, in my first nine months by almost 30%, which is really, really exciting. And having the reports to back that up, just, you know, prove out my own effectiveness has been great. Awesome. Amber, thank you so, so much for your time. Very much appreciate it. You know, I wish I had like a drum roll. I've, I've been saying that I'm like, I need a drum roll machine or sound machine. But one last question there's, you know, around like a tip that you would give uh, SCs around, you know, really improving their demo, like with something super actionable 
that they can implement tomorrow without having to get, you know, approval or install some, some tool? What would that, uh, that tip be? Think about your end user. Think about what questions they have. Too many of us get into the habit of demoing to our script and demoing to the things that we know. But obviously, as a sales engineer, we have to be product experts. And you can easily lose sight of some of the basics. So make sure you remind yourself and give yourself a refresher of what it's like to look at your product for the first time and what questions you had back then. Awesome. Love it. It reminds me of sales, like stick to the fundamentals. A lot of the times we, we get lost and especially when we're getting the nose or having some rough times or rough quarters, we, uh, we might get, you know, sort of sidetracked. So stick to the fundamentals. Amber, thank you so much. If folks want to connect with you on social media, or maybe learn more about the team that you're building there at Examiny, what, uh, what are some good URLs or social handles to reach you? Uh, check me out on LinkedIn, Amber Fallon. I'm pretty easy to find and I post pretty frequently. So that's the best place to reach me. Cool. Well, virtual hug, Amber. Uh, we know we, we really love you here. You've been super active in the community and we very, very much appreciate that, especially as we're like category creating. It's super important to have folks like you in the ecosystem and uh, hope to hope to talk soon. You as well. Bye. Bye. Bye.